Hello there and thank you for joining us on HearthCast episode number 256 for patch 6.0. Our topic for this episode is never play without a backup plan. And now, from the excellence in podcast studios, it's time for another episode of HearthCast. This is Root, and I play a goblin warlock. And this is Freckleface, and I play a goblin hunter. We are a podcast covering the World of Warcraft universe. Coming up in episode number 256 of HearthCast, what would you do if your computer crashed right before logging into WoW? We'll discuss a broker add-on for your garrison. And Jenny from Escapist Scrawl joins us for a round of AOE. So, hey, Root. Hello there, Mrs. Freckleface. How was your week in the Blizzard universe? My week was fantabulous. Fantabulous? Absolutely. For the first time ever in my entire ever of WoW, uh-huh. I went into a raid tier on opening week. Oh, look at you. Normally, I just wait. Right. You know, even, even like, yeah, they're the beta videos and stuff. I just wait. Yeah. Let other people figure yeah. that out. You know, let the main raid team, somebody else, who when we go in there, they go, okay, don't touch those guys. Or kill these guys first. You know, all that. Yeah. Didn't have any of that. Just no? went in. Yeah, oh. went in with the team. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's kind of fun because when you wipe the trash when it's your first time in, it's okay. Because <laughs> you don't know what's going to happen. Right. And there was one time we went in. This We went in, by the way, to Black Rock Foundry. And some of this trash does these really cool, and for lack of a better word right now, it's fireworks effect. They're ooh pretties. And people were really going, ooh, pretty, right in the middle of the raid. <laughs> and then, ooh, I'm dying. You know? <laughs> but it was like, it was this weird thing where it was almost, I'm not going to say acceptable, but it was permissible to die because it was all new. We're like, okay, don't do that again. If you do that again, now it's no longer permissible right. you, nor you acceptable. You go in there with the, with the expectation that you're going to wipe. Clean slate. That you're learning yeah. it. Yeah. It was awesome. That's good. And uh, we got two bosses down. And here's the thing I love about this this raid. Welcome to Old War 2.0, in my opinion. Really? Yeah. Okay. Hi, Maul. You do boss after boss after boss. It's sequential, right? Sure. You have to do boss one. You have to do boss two. You have very to do, linear. Very linear. This one, you whatever you want to do, go. Really? Yeah. And what's awesome is like the deeper you go in to find the bosses to fight, the harder they are. But there's nothing preventing you from like, okay, I don't want to do that boss. I'm going to go down to this guy. But if you decide like you come in with a fresh crew, like, oh, I'm not going to do that boss. I want to go over here and do this boss, see what he's all about. Well, he might, might hand your butt to you because you don't have anywhere near the gear level to take him on. But you can. You can go down there and fight him all you want. So... All the wars like that, where you didn't have a sequence of bosses that you had to go through in a particular order. And I really, this is going to be, hopefully, the new blueprint of all the raids to come. Because this was fantastic. And, you know, we wiped and wiped and wiped and wiped on the Pac-Man boss. The Pac-Man boss? Yeah. I haven't been in there yet. No, so. he's that, you yeah. know them roly-poly dudes that uh, eat? Gorn? Yeah, there's yeah. a giant one of those in there. Uh-huh. And he's got this little maze that he kind of hangs out in. It kind of looks like a Pac-Man maze from up top. There's like two phases. One phase, you kind of fight them a little bit, and you have to, you know, the whole range team kind of huddles together and makes little movements together down a little path. And then he goes the other phase where he runs around and the boxes pop up into the maze. You have to go beat up, open the boxes. When you beat open the boxes, then these 
these rock formations are there and like pristine true iron ore or whatever it was he likes to nom 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 on those so he'll come rolling down because he's roly poly man right right he'll come rolling down to, to the closest one he can get to of those and he will like roll over the whole group and so we try these different strategies like okay let's do all as one group as two groups as individuals as scatter brains but you know after a while we're like okay uh, time to go back back and do heroic high mall and we got through two bosses there in our group which is a first for us awesome. so it was it was a really good night I, I had a lot of fun that night got some more garrison high mall gear they went in and brought me a 655 ring back this week so that was cool that's cool um did you did it take a while to gear up your followers because I have a mission in my garrison to do that but I'm having to gear up my followers where I can send them out and because I don't want to go with a low success chance. Yeah, well, you just now switched to the war mill, which you're talking about coming up here in a minute, and right. you will find that you will gear up people extraordinarily fast now that you have that. So it's a little bit ramping up because it requires you to do the higher levels to get the higher. You have the salvage yard. Right. So you could do that in combination with the gear. You'll start getting better gear for your followers. In fact, it'll change your approach or your strategy, if you will, to how you loot your, or not loot your garrison, but go through and do your garrisons every day. Because now you'll collect your follower missions, whatever they just did, and then you're going to go to your war mill, you're going to go to your salvage yard, and then you're going to go back to your war, your your garrison table and equip your followers with more stuff before you send them back out. Oh, yeah. I do that already with the salvage yard. Yeah. So yeah. Kinda, it kind of changes how you do things right. a little bit. So, uh, But that is pretty much my, my week. Um, how about you? How's your week been in the World of Warcraft universe? Well, as we alluded to, I uh, exchanged my goblin engineering building for a war mill. Um, yeah, the first day I put in 20 work orders, and I got back some scraps and oh, yeah. to need for a quest. Yeah, they collect some scraps for one. Yep, yep. Yeah, and then I got back one thing that upgraded their fo- the followers' gear by three item levels. Those are fun. It's okay. It's kind of minor. Is it an upgrade? A little bit. Bonus thing, I mean, right? like for... You know, twenty work orders. I expect a little bit more. You you'll get them. Okay. And it's, it's hold, hold fast to that because you're gonna get purples, you'll get blues, you'll get greens. So hold fast to that, and it's gonna get to the point where you're like, you you get a green, you're going down to your lowest level follower. Going, yeah. can can you use this? Now the beautiful part is that with master plan, when you go to your followers tab, there's a little green arrow for upgrade. Just use that, and you click on that, and it'll tell you what upgrades that character or that follower rather is eligible for. Absolutely. I love that feature. Makes it very simple. Now, I kind of right. balance it on who I want my top three, four, five people to be right now. I'm like, okay, yeah. I like you. And then I go, let me go down. Okay, you get that. You, yeah. you, it's kind of like playing favorites a little. I don't know. I'm trying to spread mine out a little bit because I'm having to get multiple characters up to 645. Sure. So it's a little difficult. Yeah. Um, yeah, but the Goblin Engineering Building, I liked it at first. It gave me some cool toys, things to, you know, enhance combat with. But. The achievement to get the level three building is a little bit ridiculous. I've had the building for a few months, not anywhere close to getting the achievement. Like you have to use, um, you know, the pneumatic gauntlets, but like fifty times. Right. And then there seems to be an inconsistency between how long certain items last. Like they have a duration to them. I understand that they're temporary items; can't hold on to them forever. So you have to use a particular item so many times, and it's random what comes up in your building. And on top of that, stuff doesn't stay in your bag for very long. 
but some of them seem to stay in your bag for like a day of playtime. Yeah. And some of them stay in your bag for like a day of real time. And right. you can't tell which one's which. No. I agree. The the timing mechanism on it is kind of messed up and you have to use them all a certain amount of times. Yeah. And they have long cooldowns. To me, the Goblin Engineering Workshop, although it's fantastic, is an end game building. Yeah. Because I had it before too and I replaced it. I'm like, this is really cool, really fun. I don't need really cool and really fun right now. I'll do that later. You know, because you get later on. Okay, here's the thing. What happens later on down the road in the game? Everybody's like, I don't have anything to do. I'm bored, right? Right. right. There you go. Go get the Goblin Workshop. Now you can have fun. Yeah, or maybe it was better like when you're still leveling up because you give you some extra power to your character when you're fighting. Yeah. And yeah. you can't use in Dungeons no, Raids. So in the world, you know, we're kind of past that. Um, anyways, so I, I like the fact that when you want to switch out buildings, it's just a matter of like what an hour and like a handful of garrison resources. Sure, it's like you know? nothing. It's, it's nice that you don't feel chained down to a particular building. You know, once you've learned the plans, you can rebuild that building anytime. I can always come back to the Goblin Engineering building later, and I don't have to restart my progress on the achievement or anything like that. No, now that you're level 100, you have the automatic level 2 blueprint waiting for you. Right. Right. So, it's pretty cool. Um, the Love is in the Air holiday is going on right now. They added some new things. I collected enough tokens to buy the new Lovebird Hatchling Pet. It's very cute. There is a new toy in the toy box, and to be able to get it, you have to do this achievement called They All Love Me, <laughs> or something. I forget the exact name, but here's the gist of it, right? You buy this item for 40 tokens that has one charge. It's like a, a ray. You blast somebody with a ray. So you get an achievement when you have 10 rays on you, which requires, like, what, 10 different people? Right. So the one to get this toy, you have to have fifty rays on you. Yeah, it means you gotta get like what ten ten people to shoot more you with that, their. More that. So yeah, I was looking at Wowhead, and all I saw was complaints about it. Um, some people said it. They had a group of you know eleven people, and they got it done, but it took them several hours. The other people said they had a group of forty people, and it still took them you know over an hour. Um, people were complaining that they get into a group, the raid leader would get their achievement, and then <laughs> leave. I'll say what you need is a good raid team. You need everybody to line up in a line. Yeah. And then, you know. Theoretically, there's a way to get it done. In practicality, everybody who has gone for it says it's hours of tediousness and frustration. Extremely painful. And you know what? I don't don't got time for that. No. I don't. I wish I did. I want the toy. But, you know, I'm just going to have to wait until next year. And I'm hoping that they listen to some feedback and maybe tweak that a little bit. Because do you remember how they used to give out holiday boss loot before? Refresh my memory. Okay, so everybody would ha- would be eligible for one summon of the boss, right? So if you get into a fresh group of five people, each person could summon the boss once. Hmm. Okay. But with that system, it would be actually beneficial for you to sit in a group, let everyone else summon their boss leave the group, find a fresh group, and repeat. So that the four people are cheated out of the fifth summon because now they don't have one. And the person who keeps leaving the group is having a benefit. And they changed it. Now when you go in, it's personal loot. You automatically get it once a day. They did the same thing for the Headless Horseman and for the Ice Boss in the summer. Um, You just go in, you down the boss, you get an item in your bag. And it's personal loot, and that object will have, you know, the mount or pet or whatever is the low drop item in there. And then you roll on the gear. 
Right. So they need to change this achievement to be something that you can do without worrying about people messing you up. Yeah, because no matter what you're going to do, there's always going to be someone who's going to want to troll somehow exactly, or another. Exactly. So when I do the Love is in the Air boss, I always run down the stairs, uh-huh. and I go towards the right of that little alcove, whatever, the, yeah. the clearing, the, and I jump on that cart that's got the three barrels, and I stand on a barrel. Okay. And that's where I stand the entire time. Because you know they put stuff on the ground, right? The the like the AOE stuff on the ground. Yeah, the clone get, and the perfume. Right, you're supposed to go get like one of one of either of those to counteract that. Not if you're standing on the barrel on the cart. That's true. Doesn't I mean, affect you, you. Yeah. And I'm ranged, so okay. And if I get a lot of guys on me, I'm you know I soul shatter. I'm a warlock. Well, there you go. Bring it. Just bring it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you got that boss down pat, huh? Easy, easy. 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 Yeah. All three of them. Now, Frank, you and I this week found ourselves at the Melrose Center here in Orlando, Florida. It's at the public library on the second floor downtown off of Central. That's how that's how middle of downtown it is. The road is called Central. And basically, for lack of a just a quick explanation here, actually, the Melrose Center is like this technological hub that the Orange County Public Library System has done. And in this place, they have a state-of-the-art recording studio with a live room, the full soundboards, all the editing tools you could ever want. I mean, this is like studio-grade stuff here. They've got a couple whisper rooms, which are like small little sound booths that you go in, and you can sing really loud, and nobody outside can hear you. You can do your own recording in there. They've got video studios. They've got camera studios. They've got uh, a maker lab. They've got presentation boards. It, it's just very, very high tech. I mean, amazingly, amazingly high tech. And you and I, one of the other things that you and I do on the on the outside of World of Warcraft is we host a podcast meetup group here in Orlando. And after our first meeting, we received an invitation from the Melrose Center to actually host our podcast meetups there, which was fantastic because they have all that gear. So it just it really lends itself well. All that being said, Melrose Center just uh, celebrated their one year anniversary. Asked us to come out, set up a table. We drug all our studio equipment out there. It was a lot of stuff. I posted some pictures on Twitter once the. Uh, Studio was empty except for I think I left I left the table here, but I took pretty much every other wire in this in the studio I took with me. If there was a microphone, it came with me. I did leave our cool little uh microphone stands here, the articulating arm microphone stands. Left those here and I brought our old microphone stand. But it was kind of neat because we ended up with like four different fully ready to go podcast setups there. And we kind of interacted with people who came up to talk to us. We actually gave them a head pair of headphones. We gave them a microphone to talk on. We talked to them. And the big goal was to ask them like questions about World of Warcraft and try to elicit some kind of kooky response from them. And while that didn't go quite as well as planned, here are some of the things that people said. All right, so have you ever heard of a game called World of Warcraft? Yeah. What have, what have you heard about it? Uh, it's a computer game, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um... <laughs> They play in a, in a little world on the computer. <laughs> <laughs> and they could go on for a long time. This is true. Okay. So the main thing we do, we talk about World of Warcraft. You ever heard of the game? Yes. What have you heard about it? It's a good game. 
Okay. I've never played it, but I'm a Elder Scrolls fan myself. And, Got it. Uh, what's the new one? Dragon Age. Dragon Age. Cool. But never played World of Warcraft. It's all right. We'll forgive you. <laughs> So we had a fantastically fun time there at the Melrose Center. You even met some other WoW players. Yeah, we did. So that was yeah. some people played a long time ago. Yeah. Some people didn't come back. So it was a lot, a lot of fun while we were there. We got set up next to the robot table. Oh, yeah. Got to watch it <laughs> kick a ball. That was a cool little robot. Yeah. There was a lot of technology there at the Melrose Center that day. It was a lot of fun. But speaking of fun, Freckleface, you and I have some business to attend to. Now. Fun business? You could call it that if you I wanted to. I think you to. just did. I think you did. <laughs> said, speaking of fun. Uh, just a quick recap here. You and I are going for the Drake of the South wind that drops from the throne of the Four Winds. Kevin from the Dark Moon Hero sweetened the deal because he is actually partaking of this with us. He emailed me apologetically, said he did not have time this week to actually record his results. However, he did share them with me. So I have those here. He did mention that he is adding a dollar to the kitty. Our previous total from last week, including Kevin, was a total of $6. Uh, I don't see your dollar, Freckle Face. My dollar's right here. It's just hiding behind their laptop. All right. Okay, I see it now. Here's my dollar. See my dollar? I see it. All right. Uh, Kevin assures us that he has his dollar in this. So we're going to take him on his word on that one. That brings our total to $9. Kevin sent in an email this week. He ran the Throne of the Four Winds three times. On his first time, the Drake did not drop. On his second time, the Drake did not drop. And on his third time, And final time for this week, the Drake did not drop. Well, Bruce. Yes. Did you run Throne of the Four Winds this week? I did. And what dropped for you this week? Well, the Amulet of the Tinder Breath dropped twice. And then, Freckle Face. Nothing else, because I only ran it twice. (laughs) What about you, Freckle Face? Did you run the throne of the four winds? Winds, I did. Ten Man Heroic. And? And I got the Mistral Circle of the Zephyr the planetary band of the Fever Flare and 25 gold 25 gold but no mount no mount okay well that's $9 going into next week (laughs) holy cow (laughs) this one's going to be a lot of fun now are you bypassing all the trash now? no I don't think that works. Yeah, you do it all the time. On 25-man heroic? Man, I don't know what I'm running. 
You don't know what you're running. Next time I'm on and I'm doing it, and you have to, you need to interrupt me and say, "What are you doing?" Because I don't know. I don't. I'm never on when you're running it. You run uh, it like three in the morning. Well, then there's that. I don't get up then. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here's my issue with it. Right. I set a 25 man hook. Okay. I jump over to the first guy. First dude has like a haste debuff. So I get on my core hound, and he does the the bloodlust ancient hysteria, which counters the. D-haste buff. D-haste? <laughs> really? Okay, go with that. Okay, okay, okay. The boss slows me down. I'm casting Bloodlust, which speeds me up. It cancels it out. So I get him down. Now I have some sort of debuff on me that's eating away my health as I'm jumping around. So I try to ignore the bosses. So I jump to the second platform, losing health, losing health. I ignore that boss. Jump to the third platform. Are you sure you're doing the right one? I don't know. Wait, what do you mean the right one? The whole instance, right instance. <laughs> yes, I'm in the right instance. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. You, there's four different platforms, right? No. Yeah. Uh, there's three. Three outer ones. There's one in the center. The one you come in at is one. You go to the right. There's the big red boss. What? No. Rohash? No. <laughs> what do you mean no? There's no big red boss. <laughs> Maybe he's not red. I don't think you're doing the same one as the rest of us. If anyone's doing the wrong one, you are. No, I don't think so, because I set this contest off. Freck, I think you were doing the wrong one. Oh, he's not red. I'm looking at him. I don't know why I think he's red. Okay, well. He's like golden colored. <laughs> look, look. This place, right? This place. You're You're turning your computer to me. <laughs> No, no, no. Who's that? No, no, no. No, no, no. You're the wrong one. You're the wrong one. Oh, my goodness, Freckleface. You've been going the wrong place. No, I haven't. I believe you have. (laughs) Throw into the four winds. It's up in the air, right? Yes. There's two of them up in the air. One, if you come out and you go down to the the south, uh, southeast, there's one, there's one on the southwest. Yeah. So I go to the southwest one. Uh, you want to be going to the southeast Wait, one? I don't remember which one I go to. <laughs> you go the wrong one. Okay, no, I'm not. I'm not. Look, <laughs> there's no trash. Right? There's just four bosses. No, there's trash. There's no trash. <laughs> there's the guy that sees you and then dis- and then disappears. He's like, oh, he sees you and out of fright he disappears. That's Vortex Pinnacle. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Oh, I'm done. <laughs> you go to the wrong one. So so you get there, right? Yeah. And you first walk in, there's like a crowd, there's like one little trash, there's two dudes beside him. You walk around him. It's the guy that's got the you're fighting a, a, a dragon, right? You know you're fighting a dragon. You're not fighting a dragon? That's, that's Vortex Pinnacle. Yeah. That's Vortex Pinnacle. Look. Thrown to the four winds. Drops. Rains of the s- Drake of the South Wind. Yeah. Yeah. The drops. T- you're not going to the right one. You're not going to the right one. I promise you. It's you. It's you. What's the name of the boss who drops it? Alakir. Yes, Alakir. He isn't thrown to the four winds. Yes, he is. That's where I'm at. That's where I'm going. We're not going to the right place. You know, no, 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 no. Vortex Pinnacle drops the Drake of the North Wind. Okay. 
I'm, not, make- in, I'm not in vortex pentacles. Yes, you are. Oh, God. Look, is this what the map looks like? I don't know what the map looks like. I never look at the map. Are you fighting Grand Vizier, Ayrton, Altarius, and Assad? No, I don't think so. That's not the guy I'm fighting. <laughs> You're totally not doing the same one. You're not. <laughs> you know what? I'm looking for drains of the north wind. <laughs> you know, this makes so much more sense because the first time we ran it, you were talking about trash. So, all right. <laughs> I still think you're wrong, and I just I called the thing the wrong thing. I knew where I was going. How would I be wrong then? Be- you're the one that said Drake <laughs> of the South Wind. I knew where I was going. I just had the wrong name. <laughs> all right. Well, okay. Now you got to start going throwing the four winds now. Okay. okay. Where are we going to go? Because the, the bets are still, no one's gotten them out. So okay. we'll, we'll call it even. We'll keep the money at $9. <laughs> Where are we going this week? No, you have to start coming. You have to experience throwing the four winds. Well, you it's need intense. experience <laughs> wherever I'm going. Vortex Pinnacle. You need to go experience that. Okay, so let me give you the rundown for throwing the four winds, right? <laughs> I've been there. I know how it works. Do you know how it works? Yeah. How does it work? You got the different bosses on all the four platforms. You got to kill them yeah. at the same time. Well, you have to. Once you kill one, you have to kill the other two within a minute. Yeah. Or else they all respawn. They all respawn. And after you kill them all, then a little swirly thing opens up and you can yeah. kill the main boss. Yeah, the main yeah. boss drops them out. No, I got it. <laughs> the other one's so much easier. This, okay, I felt like such a noob because I was struggling with this. I was trying to do it on 25 man heroic. And you're like, it's a freeze. And just skip through it. <laughs> that makes perfect sense now. You've been going to the wrong place. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Clearly. Clearly. <laughs> Clearly I did not read your mind and know that you meant hey, Drake of the North Wind. If I if I set, I set up the deal, right? Yeah. So I was in there. I knew where I was. <laughs> I just called it the wrong thing. Honest mistake. <laughs> I was really just like, you know, stacking a deck in my favor. <laughs> Wait, is this like a dungeon? Is where you going in there every day? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Who's going into raid at a weekly lockout? <laughs> well, see, you told me you wanted something you could go in on a more frequent basis. Yeah, then you came up with this. No, like, you okay. went to the wrong place. You... <laughs> telling you. <laughs> okay, do you want to go to the one you can go into every day? <laughs> Start going to Vortex Pinnacle. I don't know. Let's confer with Kevin first. Make a, we'll, we'll make a decision for next week. <laughs> Why could you mess up like that? I don't understand. You know, I was having a blonde moment. Oh, okay. That's what yeah. it was. I have this little strand, you know. <laughs> goes to our brain sometimes. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's, it goes <laughs> all the way to the root. <laughs> Frank, you and I have an awesome time on and off the podcast. We have a Orlando Well meetup group. We meet at least once monthly. For all the details, you can check out meetup.com slash Orlando, or there's even a link to meetup.com on our hearthcast.com website. If you're Evan Orlando and you want to find out where we are and what we're doing, just head over there and find out. Join us for our next meetup. Coming up next in general chat. Never play without a backup plan. Disaster can strike at any time. A game like World of Warcraft relies on several other layers of technology, 
in order for the game to perform at its peak. When something in this chain of electronics breaks, are you prepared for it? So we're talking disaster recovery here, folks. What are you going to do when Murphy's Law comes calling for you? So we're going to look at different things here. We're going to talk about performing a risk assessment. We're going to establish some priorities. We're going to determine a recovery strategy, tell you how to document stuff, develop a testing criteria procedures. You're going to test that, and we're going to go over some benefits of all of this for you. Risk assessment. The first thing you want to look for is single points of failure. Keeping in mind that that single point of failure could be you. But it could also be your computer room environment, air conditioning, or heat, or lack of airflow. What about your hardware, your network stuff, any computers you have, your desktop or a laptop, a wireless device, a router, a switch, a connection? All that stuff can go bad. What about connectivity to your ISP? Maybe you have fiber, cable, wireless, whatever you've got. Something can go wrong with there. If it's local or if it's a problem with your ISP, something can go wrong. Software applications. Sometimes, you know what? Windows just won't load. Sometimes you boot up your Mac and it doesn't want to boot up. Something can happen to prevent you from actually launching World of Warcraft. And then worse... You could lose data. You could lose your settings. You could lose information. Not too long ago, I lost all my add-on settings. I cried. Cried, Freckleface. Did I you really? I was so frustrated. Aww. doesn't happen to me anymore because I've got a disaster recovery plan in place, and this is one we're talking about tonight. doesn't happen to me anymore because I have a disaster recovery plan in place, which we were talking about this episode. You want to look at how is downtime going to affect your personal in-game goals. Things like hobby bosses and achievements. Some of those are only around for a very narrow window of time. Dailies and weeklies. Are you going to miss an opportunity to get them done? And as we covered a few episodes ago, how much gold are you missing out by not logging in for a day? So taking all that into consideration, folks, one of the first things you need to do is establish priorities. Your family and your safety come first no matter what. Remember, your life is greater than the game. You have to plan for how many people are relying on your presence. Now, raid teams on average are getting larger. If you sign up for an event on Open Raid, you can get negative feedback for missing it. If you sign up for an event with your guild... You can lose whatever reputation your guild has set up, even if it's something that's concrete or just kind of a general feeling of, oh, that person just didn't show up. Yeah, you got like 20-some-odd people waiting on you. Yeah. So now that you've established what your single points of failures are and you've looked at what all your priorities are, we need to, do, to determine what your recovery strategy is going to be. You want to be able to back up or image your computer. And you want to be sure that that backup is reliable and accessible. You want to be able to test it. Mosey, Crash Plan, Carbonite, those are some fantastic backup software you can get for your computer. You can back up a certain directory, like, I don't know, your WoW interface directory with all your add-ons. Maybe your macros can be backed up that way as well, or your configuration files, or anything else in your computer that you just, you know, want to have backed up. If you're using Windows, there's a fantastic imaging software called To-Do Backup, which can actually take an image of your hard drive. You can store that offline. You can actually transport that to a whole other computer if you really needed to. 
And of course, my all-time favorite is Clonezilla, because it doesn't matter what kind of computer you have, Clonezilla is going to image that hard drive. Now, granted, Clonezilla ain't user-friendly. If you don't know what you're doing, you can really screw stuff up, which is why we have that to-do backup there for the Windows users. You can have a backup, and it can do you absolutely no good if you don't have anywhere to put that backup. So do you have access to a secondary computer? If WoW crashed tonight, if you couldn't get into your computer, something happened, do you have access to a secondary computer? If it was your ISP, your router goes out, your modem goes out, your ISP doesn't pay some electrical bill to the city, whatever the case might be, do you have access to a secondary internet account? Even if it's at a friend's house or even, you know, a coffee house. What about access to a secondary power source? Kind of important here in Florida, we get hurricanes. Knockout power. Come to my house. We've got a generator. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, generator, hot tub. No, not for the hot tub. Oh. It's for ice cream. <laughs> really, we get a lot of refrigerated goods from the neighbors. Uh. Yeah, you get a power outage, like a hurricane comes through, power's out for a week, we get all their goods. It's going to rot anyhow. True. Maintain a list of emergency contacts. Who are you going to call or text to let them know when you're out of commission? Ghostbusters? No, in all seriousness, you know that there's one that, that one person in your raid group, in your guild, when if you're not there, they're concerned. You want to ease that concern that they have, call them, let them know, hey man, you know what? I don't know what happened, my computer just went uh, tango uniform and uh, I'm going to be out of commission for a while. You want to know how much time is recovery going to take? And is there a way to reduce that time? Or do you know someone who can help you? Just the other day, Freckleface, I got a call, or a text message, I should say, on my phone from a guildie saying, asking some pretty uh, particular questions, letting me know that they're pretty good at following directions, but not very good at being computer literate, but they know how to install and uninstall. And so I was like, well, what are you getting at? Yeah, my computer's running a little a little slow. What do you use for spyware, malware? So I send him my procedures from work. I do this on a daily basis. I send him my procedures. He sends me his log files. He's got conduit. For those in the know, conduit is a horrible piece of malware. Even though for those of you not in the know, it still is a horrible piece of malware. One of its primary jobs is to bring in more malware into your computer. So we went through the steps. We got it cleaned literally five minutes before raid time. But we got it clean. So his plan was pretty simple. Call root. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but we, we got that taken care of. Now, here's the thing. If you've got a disaster recovery plan and you're thinking about it, you've been thinking about it for a long time, and that plan exists only in your head, you ain't got jack. Unless you write it down, it does not exist. You need to create your disaster recovery plan. You need to print that disaster recovery plan out because even having it on a computer, fantastic. I wrote my, my disaster recovery plan. It's on a Word doc on my computer. Where's your computer? It crashed. Where's your disaster recovery plan on that computer? The one that crashed? Yeah, you don't have a disaster recovery plan. However, you can create it on your computer and save it to the cloud, put it on Dropbox, make it on Google Drive, and that way you can still use your phone even if your computer is shot and you can uh, access it that way if you have a smartphone. Absolutely. You want to have it somewhere you can access it. If your main whole system goes down and goes kaput, you need to be able to access your disaster recovery plan. Now, having it and being able to access it is absolutely fantastic. However, that plan isn't going to do you any good unless you can test it and be sure that it works. 
you need to develop a testing criteria and procedures for testing your disaster recovery plan. How do you know your plan is going to work unless you test it? Create scenarios for yourself and then step through them. What happens when your internet connection is gone? Now you're sitting in somewhere and nothing's working. You can't get to WoW. You can't get to your email. What do you do? What happens when your mouse or keyboard runs out of batteries? It's the worst. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we get that. You know, you, you, you know, these mice work on, on batteries, the yeah. wireless ones, right? And you're like, I can't do anything. My, and people have thrown their mice away. It's like, no, no, no. Take it out of the trash can and just replace the, the AA battery in there. Oh, I didn't know it ran on batteries. What happens when your monitor doesn't work? It's one of the worst. Not the worst. I'll share the worst in a minute, but that is, that is one of the worst. What do you do? You can't see anything. You know, you could try hooking up another monitor, swapping it out, or go to an external monitor if you have a laptop, see if that helps. What if your house itself or the environment that you're gaming in doesn't have heat or AC? You know, that's that's bad. Because you can only take so much before you're either too cold that you get frustrated, or you're too hot and you get frustrated. So either way, and, and not to mention, like, if you have a lot of computers in a room and the heat's an issue, that's a whole different story. But if it's just you playing WoW and you're like, <sighs> well, that's going to affect your performance. Yeah. You know, so, you, you know, you can, and not everybody can open up a window because it could be like 30 degrees outside or 100 degrees outside. It's not going to do any good. What happens when your speaker or your microphone doesn't work? Yeah, that'd be a tough one for me because I rely a lot on sounds when I'm playing the game. Yeah. And when you talk to people in, you know, vent or mumble or team speak or whatever, then, you know, that's kind of important. There's a lot of people who play to sound off. However, I would say rating or doing anything that requires teamwork would be very difficult if you didn't have access to vent or mumble. Yeah, like three o'clock in the morning. I'll do my garrisons with the sound off, you know? Yeah. Because it's just me. Right. But if I'm in a team environment, I need my sounds. And man, sometimes I crank them and I get, you know, like the knock on the wall. You ever got a knock on the wall? No. I'm guessing that's a no. <laughs> I get a knock on the wall because it's like one o'clock in the morning and I'm raiding and it's like, you know, I get the big bass and it's cranked up. It's like, boom, boom, boom. I get a boom, boom, boom. Okay, I'll turn it down a little bit. <laughs> so you have this criteria. You have these scenarios that you're going through. And these scenarios, these are just some examples of some. These, you want to put yourself through them. You get these scenarios by looking at your single points of failure. If you know that you have something in there that's just kind of unique to your system, like I use the Logitech G13. I have found that if I don't have my Logitech G13, my gaming is severely hampered to the point where I've ordered a second Logitech G13 that I just keep with me in case I end up at work or somewhere else I want to play. It's like, okay, no problem. I have my profile on this G13. I'm good to go. So you want to create these scenarios for yourself and go over them in your head. What do I do if? What do I do if? What do I do if? And until you have those all hashed out. And then, you, of course, you know, you write those down. What do you do ifs? But you want to test it. You want to turn that monitor off. You want to unplug your cable modem. You want to disconnect your mouse and keyboard. You want to put yourself in those scenarios and those exact one-on-one -on -one things going on to figure out exactly how you're going to react, what you're going to do, what numbers you're going to call, the number for your ISP, all this stuff, your number for your repair guy. You want all this in a single place in your disaster recovery plan so that when this disaster strikes, and it can be a minor disaster or it can be a major disaster, doesn't matter. Whatever it is, when it strikes, you want immediate access to that document. You want to make sure your disaster recovery plan works before you actually need it to work. 
And then you want to review that thing at least quarterly, at least every three months. Go back through it, see if it is still relevant, if it still makes sense. Maybe you upgraded, maybe you have a different ISP, maybe you got a different computer, different mouse, who knows what. Make sure your disaster recovery plan is still relevant. Now, there are some fantastic benefits for having a disaster recovery plan, the least of which is that it provides you a fantastic sense of security. If something goes wrong, you're covered. You know what you're going to do. It also minimizes the risk of delays. And you don't want this to take forever. You want to get this fixed quickly and be back up and running as soon as possible. It guarantees the availability and reliability of standby systems like a spare computer. It also minimizes decision-making during a disaster. Your mind is going to be going 100 miles an hour. If you pull up your document, you have all the information right there. You don't have to make a decision. You know who to call. You've got the number for your repair shop. you got the number for your ISP. You've got the number for your guild leader. you got the number for your raid leader. you got the number for whoever. You send them all the information. Hey, I'm down. Here's my ETA. I'm calling repair guy. I've enacted my disaster recovery plan and I should be back in action within 24 hours. And of course, having a plan lowers your stress levels. Oh, it's fantastic, isn't it? Absolutely. Now, of course, I do this on a daily basis in my real job. We review our disaster recovery plans. We review the plans for our customers. We review the plans for other organizations. We submit our plans to review. It's, it's something that I breathe in out every day. Freck, you don't. No. I'm not allowed to touch things. Right. So your disaster recovery plan is... Call the hubby. Call the hubby. Right? <laughs> He'll either look at him when he gets home, <laughs> and he makes all the decisions. There you go. Yeah. But, but you have a plan. You call the hubby. Right. My plan tends to be a little more in-depth, because when I'm calling somebody, it's because I can't fix the problem immediately. I am blessed to have standby computer systems monitors, mice, you know, a lot of stuff at my disposal. I'm more so blessed to have a work environment that actually supports gaming. We have a gaming rig on its own network, better than my rig at home, ready to play. In fact, it's got World of Warcraft installed on it. In a worst case scenario, I could just go to the office and play. You know? <laughs> but not everybody has that to them, and I understand that. But you might have family members who have a computer that you can borrow. You might have friends that have a computer you can borrow or location. You know, if your computer crashes, maybe you can call up a buddy or a friend and say, hey, can I come over to your house on Tuesday night and, and raid? That's very important to me. Do you mind? You know, I'll buy you a pizza. Who knows? Yeah, and when a lot of people upgrade their computers and things like that, they don't always know how to get rid of the older stuff. They may not go through the effort to try to sell it or anything like that. It might just be sitting around. Um. I don't know exactly what kind of computer... I know we have a lot of extra cables and stuff like that. I don't know where all of the computer stuff is. But I do know that we've not gotten rid of a single cell phone. Since <laughs> <we> <laughs> For the very reason of like, if some, you know, phone goes in the toilet, you have a backup phone. Well, you guys are on one of the accounts that actually allows you to swap SIM cards. Sure. So, I'm not. So, if my phone goes in the toilet or the pool, which it has gone in the pool yeah. before, never in the toilet... But it's been in the pool. Um, I'm, you know, I've got a Shurian. I've got the insurance on it. <laughs> and I rely on the phone very much so. So my dis I do actually have a disaster recovery plan for that, which is called the insurance company to get one overnighted. You know, not a big deal. Right. I pay extra for the overnight to have that coverage on there. 
but I also rely on that phone for my, for my you know my well being, my livelihood. And I understand that World of Warcraft is a game. I get it. And we may be taking an extreme approach to this with the disaster recovery plan. But I've been there. Just a couple months ago, I told you I almost cried over. In fact, I think I might have even shed a tear. You said you did cry a few minutes ago. So you can't like backtrack and say you almost <laughs> cried. You already admitted that you did. All right. Just well, no. I, n- no. You we're, said you cried. No, warlocks don't cry. We've, you already said no. it. It's too late. <laughs> <laughs> but since that moment, I have made sure that I have an active backup access to another computer that has World of Warcraft on it. My settings are backed up in like multiple places. I kind of went extreme on this. And so I know that I am covered in like five different ways I'm covered. And I'm only on a a B-raid team. You know, if you are a serious hardcore raider or doing anything hardcore, even if you're part of like some kind of, you know, grind group that you're just going out and grinding rep or grinding whatevers, once people are relying on you to be in the game on a certain time and a certain date, if you can't make that through no fault of your own, through some kind of disaster that's happened, you need to have a plan. You need to be able to contact those people. Communication is key in this event. Let them know what's going on. Let them know you're not going to be there. Let them know not to worry about you. And let them know that you, you're handling the situation. Yeah, it's a game, but it's still important because this is a game that affects multiple people who are counting on you. If you do need to make any purchases for your disaster recovery plan, we'd like to recommend Amazon as your vendor. And, of course, we'd appreciate it if you stopped by hearthcast.com first and clicked on the Amazon link on the right side of our page. You'll pay exactly the same amount as you would otherwise, but you'll be showing us some love. And we want to give a special thank you to those who are already using your Amazon link for your purchases. It does help out. Now, we asked you guys on Twitter about your disaster recovery plan, and this is what some of you had to say. Well, Marilee Scarlet says that she's still waiting to recover from the last WoW disaster. <laughs> she kind of put that over on them. The fuzzy one says that they currently have WoW installed on a removable hard drive. They bought a new computer three months ago and have never bothered to put it back locally. Rob Caremore says that uh, he'll be playing his copy of a secret word world rather that he has sitting around unplayed on his Steam games. Guess that's just if WoW crashes on him. Right. Now, if there's an in-game disaster, Fuzzball also has four tads of guild bank filled with fresh fish and meat, so they'll survive <laughs> if there's something locally. <laughs> Jen says that uh, her hubby's got a computer that she can borrow if hers goes down. And if he can't give her her computer, she can always requisition one from her one of her kids. And also Fuzzball chimed in and said that he could always play in his work laptop with a 4G mobile hotspot, but he'd probably get fired afterwards. Ooh. So thank you all for your sharing of your thoughts on there with your own disaster recovery plans. It's time for the add-on spotlight. 
Broker Garrison is an add-on that I just started using uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, it puts Garrison information in an LBD display, such as Titan Panel or Chocolate Bar. As in, if you use the type of add-ons where you like to have the bar across the top of your interface so that you can have quick and easy access to information, it ties in with that. And just real quick, it also works with the OVUI. In the tooltip, you can see work orders that are available or need to be picked up, buildings that are being built and their time until they're ready, and the missions that are running. And you can see this for all your tunes. Right. So this is especially helpful if people have alts that all have their own garrisons. Exactly. So, you, you know, with one little display, you can see, you know, who needs to go fill orders at the herb garden, who has, you know, a mission that just got completed and that you want to go pick up. Even if you just have one character who has a garrison, it's helpful because it condenses the information and it makes it easy to find. Yeah, I'm really happy with the layout because the pop-ups aren't bothering me anymore. They're not coming out at, you know, in the most inopportune times like the middle of a raid. Well, here's the thing. The pop-ups, what you're referring to, is that when you do have something that ends, when you have a mission that ends, when you have work orders that are available you can have it pop up on your screen. I have turned all of them off. I don't like the pop-ups. However, I do like to see the condensed list. Right, I did the same thing. If you do decide to have the pop-ups, you can actually turn it off in dungeons. And you can also adjust how frequently it checks for new data. Right. Which to me is fantastic. Because I have priorities. If I'm in a dungeon or if I'm in a raid... You don't get Richard Garrison. You can't really do don't. anything about it. Right. Right. Like, hey guys, hey guys, hang on, hang on. Don't don't pull the boss. <laughs> my, my my guys, my followers just just came back from from the mission. <laughs> uh, just uh, we got warlock summon me back. I'm a hearth out. Some some give me thirty seconds. Summon me back. I'll let you know when I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> don't pull a five minute break or something, y'all. No. No. That ain't gonna no. happen. <laughs> That'd be like someone going to you know I don't know the wrong you know place to find a mount boss for the last three weeks. Yeah, that would just be silly. <laughs> it would do such a thing. I know. Now, as an added bonus, you can actually hide the Blizzard mission and building notification. You know the thing that pops to the bottom of your screen? Right. And there's no way to disable that by default. Now, we did talk a while back about using the add-on Move Anything to also disable this. Um, but I think that method was a little bit more complicated than it is to disable it using this broker garrison add-on. And if you're not using Move Anything for anything else, then you know you wouldn't install it just for that. I think one of my favorite features about this add-on is you can disable or even hide the pulse notifications, what they're calling it. You know when you get something going on in your garrison and you have to circle in your map, yeah. and it just it starts to flash, and it's like, all right, I'm it's. Forgive the grossness, but it looks like a big zit on the screen. You're just like, oh, <laughs> what is that? You know. So this it takes care of that for you. Man, I've never thought of it as a zit. It and never now bothered you'll, me before. It will bother you incessantly from now on. <laughs> it might. <laughs> um, but there also have been a lot of complaints about the minimap button not being able to be hid, and this add-on will hide that for you if you if you want it to. So Broker Garrison has a lot of features, is especially helpful for people who are managing alts. And I'm hearing more and more people who are saying that they're managing up to 10 garrisons. Wow. You know, considering that you only have to be, I think, like 91 to be able to start one. 
you just have to do the little introduction part. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I guess not since I'm managing two, but I haven't checked on the other one in a while. Probably yeah. should. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm enjoying it. Um, you can check that out over on Curse. And once again, it is Broker Garrison. Well, Freck, I think it's about time that you and I had another round of AOE, but this time not against each other. This time, let's go up against a contestant. Sounds like a plan. We have on board Jenny from the Escapist Scrawl blog. How are you doing tonight? Good, thanks. Nice to be here. Good to have you on. All right. Well, Jenny, we have the most important question of the night is, who will you be challenging tonight, myself or Freckleface? I am going to challenge Freckleface. Oh, interesting. Okay, well, Freckleface is going to see herself out of the room here, and we're going to let you listen to a little bit of this. Get ready to play HearthCast AOE, the game where you don't have to be exactly right to win. Here are the rules. Caller, you go first. Players get two points for being closer to the right answer and four points for being exactly right. If both players' answers are the same, the players split the points. In the event of a tie, we go to the time card. The player with the fastest time wins. All right, Ginny, we are ready to go here. All these questions are about the monk class, and they come from Wowhead's website. Okay. So if you're up on your monks, you'll be doing all right here. And your time starts now. Question number one. How many specs does a monk have? Three. Question number two. How many stances does a monk have? Two. Question number three. What is the cooldown of the transcendence transfer spell? In seconds. Um, 60. Question number four. How many races can play a monk? Twelve. And question number five. How many races cannot play a monk? Zero. And time. We got you right in there at 55 seconds. Lightning fast. (laughs) Not bad at all. So how'd you do? I'm sure I did horribly. Oh, everyone (laughs) says that and then they end up killing me. Pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Freckleface. All of these questions have to do with the monk class. And they all come from wowhead.com. And your time starts now. How many specs does a monk have? Three. Question number two. How many stances does a monk have? Um, let's see. Four. Question number three. What is the cooldown of the transcendence transfer spell in seconds? Ten. Question number four. How many races can play a monk? 
Um, I think it's three on each side, so six. And question number five. How many races cannot play a monk? Oh, um, that would be six also. And time. Woo, you snuck in right underneath the wire at 53 oh. seconds. Just so you know, our friend Jin here had 55. Oh, no. This is a pretty close game, just so you know. I'm letting you guys know that ahead of time. Okay. You guys ready for this? Ready. Sure. So all these questions were about the monk. All the questions and answers came off of wowhead.com. And I asked you guys, how many specs does a monk have? Ginny, you said three. Freckleface, you said three as well. The correct answer is three, so you both split the points. Two points apiece. Question number two, I said, how many stances does a monk have? Ginny, you said two. Freckleface, you said four. The correct answer is four. That would be the sturdy ox, fierce tiger, wise serpent, and the spirited cane. So four points to Freck. Question number three, it said, what is the cooldown of the transcendence transfer spell? Which, of course, everybody should know that, right? Of course. Oh, sure. So I asked that in seconds. Jenny, did you just be confusing? I did. Oh. Yeah. Jenny, you said 60. Freckleface, you said 10. The correct answer is 25. Oh. Freck, you're a little closer. Awesome. So two points to you. And I said, how many races can play a monk? Jenny, you said 12. Freckleface, you said 6. The correct answer is 11. The orc, tauren, blood elf, undead, and troll on the horde side. The night elf, draenei, human, gnome, and dwarf on the lion side. And, of course, the pandaren who falls on both. Ginny gets closer. She gets two points. Then you're kind of committed to that answer. So I said, how many cannot? She kind of committed since she already said how many yeah, could. Right. So, Jenny, you came in with zero. Freck, you said six. The correct answer is, of course, two. The wargans and goblins can't be monks. So, Jenny comes in closer with zero, giving her two points. For the grand total of the nail-biting eight to six with the wind going to freckle face. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, you're on. You played a game AOE that gets you a six-month subscription to Curse.com Premium for free. Or is it a year? Well, it's wonderful. a year. It's a year. It's a year. So that'll save you some money and, get an, and time, not time. to mention oh, the time yeah. on oh, getting yeah. your, your updates done. There's nothing worse than being that person who, you know, misses a DBM timer and then the raid leaders go... Did, did you update your, your DBM? And you're like, oh, no, I forgot to do that. And then the whole raid has to wait for you. But now, you don't have to do that. As long as, of course, you have your auto-update settings turned on. <laughs> so, Jenny, let me ask. Do, do you play a monk or have you played a monk? My monk is level six, and she plays the auction house. Nice. So, yeah, I just know a whole lot about monks. That's such a mop question to ask. <laughs> What is your monk's name? Also a mop question to ask. 
Brionia. Brionia. I named her after a poisonous flower. Ooh. You know, mine's level one. I named him as, oh, his name is Wiserbud. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Freck? Did you ever roll a monk? Oh, yeah. I rolled a, uh, a dwarf monk. I didn't really like it. What would you name your monk? Do you remember? Uh, no. That committed to it, huh? <laughs> it was a joke name because when we did the joke guild. Oh. It was all themed. Oh, was that one? Yeah. Oh, so it had girth in it. It did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember exactly what it was. Well, I got to admit, those were some fun questions. And uh, I thank you so much, Jenny, for coming on plane. Tell us a little bit about your blog. Well, I've been writing it for quite a while now, and it's just basically a random you know, things I find in WoW. And sometimes when I'm out of WoW, I do visit other MMOs. But for the most part, it's about World of Warcraft and Hearthstone. Very nice. Tell us a little bit about Hearthstone. What's your highest level? Um, Gosh, I don't know what level they are. They're all floating around in the thirty high 30s, low 40s, because I play them equally as the quests come up. Mm. Have you gone to any fireside tournaments? Yeah, we did. I actually, um, we hosted one with my World of Warcraft meetup group. Oh, cool. It so, wasn't a really big one, and we kind of had a hard time with the Wi-Fi, but... We you you know mess. what? That is par for the course. No matter where you go, that happens. Yeah. Freck and I have been on, on uh, some of the fireside gatherings with like 20 people, and the last one we went to had about 75 people, and both of them had pretty much the same amount of Wi-Fi problems. Yeah. <laughs> you just can't see people near you. We didn't really have that problem. The problem we had was it was bogged down because we went to a Panera Bread and it was oh, prime time. Oh, yeah. And it was like, well, we tried. <laughs> <laughs> you got to call them in advance let them know. Yeah, that's a good idea. We're still trying to figure out when to do the next one. So where can people find you online? Well, I'm at my blog, um, escapistscrawl.com, or I'm on Twitter. I'm Chandra. Kai, K-A-I, and well, I'm in WoW on the Scenarius server. My main is Delgada. She's an undead priest. Delgada, the undead priest. Is she pretty skinny? Yes, she is. That's <laughs> funny that you caught that. <laughs> <laughs> I speak Spanish. It's natural. <laughs> I don't get it. Delgada is skinny in Spanish Oh, for with a feminine <laughs> twist to it. Oh, right. Thank you for the explanation. <laughs> well thank you so much for coming on the show we'll be sending you your code for your curse premium that was a lot of fun thanks for having me yeah folks if you'd like to play a round of aoe just like jenny did tonight it's pretty simple you just shoot an email over to podcast at hearthcast.com and we take care of all the details from there all we need is your skype address and about 20 minutes of your time on any given monday night between 6 and 9 p.m eastern time if you play a round of AoE, we're going to give you right out of the bat a year's subscription to Curse Premium. So thank you, Curse, for that. And if you should happen to win and defeat either Freckleface or myself, we will give you a six-month subscription to Loot Crate, and you can be the envy of all the people in your office. Special thank you to all of you who contributed to tonight's show by answering my, my Twitter questions even though I'm not quite sure I got what I was looking for. <laughs> but I still thank you all the same for the input you provided for the show. We also want to thank our friends over on Facebook. That is facebook.com slash hearthcast. 
And as we close the show, want to thank you for listening. We'd love to hear your comments, questions, or any other feedback. Our email is podcast at hearthcast.com. You can find us on Twitter at hearthcastfreck and at hearthcastroot, or just head on over to our Hearthcast Facebook page. Visit our website, hearthcast.com, for podcast archives, show information, and more. Until next time, this has been Root and Freckleface.